This is a Federal News Network podcast. Congress's work on the 2021 defense authorization bill has been pushed back because of the coronavirus. But members are already starting to propose ideas for that annual legislation. The top Republican on the House Armed Services Committee introduced another round of acquisition reforms yesterday. As Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, this year's proposals will try to tackle DOD's requirements and sustainment processes. Thornberry, who plans to retire next year, has introduced reform legislation for each of the last several years' NDAAs, including while he served as chairman of the House Armed Services Committee. But his proposals this year are a bit different. Instead of focusing on the mechanisms the department uses to buy products and services, he says it's time to zero in on how it decides what to buy, the requirements process, and how it keeps the things it does buy operating over the long haul, the sustainment process. We spend more money to sustain a program than we do in buying it to begin with. In previous NDAAs, we've said you got to have a sustainment strategy before you buy something. What we did not do, however, was, was require a sustainment strategy across systems. Thornberry's proposal would require DOD to write and implement a comprehensive sustainment strategy, whose principles could be applied to everything from IT systems to tanks and aircraft carriers. So, you know, just simplistically, if you're going to work on Air Force fighters overseas, how are you going to do Navy, Marine Corps fighter airplanes across the the systems, integrated those things together so we're not just talking about sustainment of each individual silo, but a broader strategy. It turns out in 2010, there's a requirement kind of like this that just kind of wilted away. And so we're trying to bring back this idea that you have to take a comprehensive look across systems as well as a plan for the life cycle of a system. Aides say they're confident that DOD can come up with a comprehensive strategy to improve its overall sustainment practices. That's because the department did so a decade ago when it published a logistics strategic plan. It included specific goals and initiatives, but House staffers say DOD has essentially stopped tracking the progress of those programs. With regard to requirements reform, the bill would start by trying to identify problems in the requirements process. It would order two different studies, one external and one internal, to measure the system against several metrics, including how well it can respond to urgent warfighting demands and how technically feasible the military's requirements tend to be. The requirements process has also been a major focus of General John Hyten, the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He described the problem this way during a speech in January. Here's the way we write requirements today. We write requirements for a product. It says, build that. I want that built. I want it delivered in 10 years. I want it perfectly cybersecure. I want it perfectly everything deliver it in 10 years. That's the way the process is. So if you do that, you say, here's a threat at the beginning, deliver me that capability 10 years from now, that capability is to defeat the threat that was 10 years ago. And in cyber, the threat, as soon as you hit that day one, tomorrow you're already out of date. Tomorrow you're out of date, not five years from now, tomorrow you're out of date. So how do I move fast in that structure? Thornberry says he wants to work closely with Heighton, and it's likely that his proposal will change to match up with the problems that Heighton has identified before the NDAA makes its way to the House floor. What I suspect may happen is as we go through the markup and conference process and General Heighton's efforts progress and evolve, we will sit down and, and bring these two efforts together because I do think it's important to 
have a, a, a similar approach, similar vision for reform of the requirements process. Uh, so that's while we're kind of starting that from the legislative standpoint, okay, let's have an internal and an external look. This is one of those provisions that I would foresee evolving over the course of the next several months. Meanwhile, the Thornberry bill would also try to give Congress better ongoing insights into the health of the defense industrial base. It's an issue that's of concern to defense officials, too, who released a detailed study in 2018 that pointed to workforce challenges, a surprising amount of reliance on foreign countries for key supplies and components, and risks that vital companies and lower tiers of the supply chain could go out of business. Thornberry says lawmakers need to be briefed on the details of how the industrial base is faring on a more regular basis. One of the things COVID-19 points out is the fragility of our industrial base, especially with small and middle-sized companies. And, and obviously, with the dependence on other countries, this has been highlighted even before COVID-19. So uh, just like we have quarterly uh, readiness briefings, you know, regular briefings on the state of our personnel and other things, the industrial base has to be included in that. Other parts of the bill tackle reforms beyond the acquisition system. Thornberry says he wants to institutionalize the sorts of clean sheet reviews of defense spending that Mark Esper began, first as Secretary of the Army and then as Secretary of Defense. I guess one way to look at it is you think about what Esper and Milley did with Night Court in the Army, translate that into the whole DOD and, and, and put a requirement that Part of your job as Secretary of Defense is continual reform with dollar targets. There are a number of provisions of law where there are, are sections that are added to make clear that that is part of what we expect from a Secretary of Defense. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.